Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Number one is a purpose of a denomination is a, a, a group of churches, all right? And uh, the purpose, number one, is to provide a spiritual family of churches. Amen. A spiritual family of churches. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 6. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Amen. Amen. So we are forming a family. Amen. In Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, For the man was above 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Amen. Amen. They went where? To their own company. Amen. Amen. So, God has, through His mercies, created a family of churches. Amen. Amen. Which are linked by some common denominator. Now, when you look at a family, there are some things that are common. In the family. Do you understand? Sometimes even you, you can even hear it in the voice. Sometimes when my wife speaks, she sounds like her sister to me. Even, even though I didn't know her sister so, so well, I knew her sister well, but not that I knew her for so many years, but when I hear her voice, sometimes I remember her sister. Because there are some common things that are running through every um, family. Sometimes, you know, the way a person smiles. The other day I was talking to my secretary who does my construction. And then I, I was in London. I saw her sister and I said, oh, you, just, you always remind, when you smile, remind me of this person who is with me in Accra. Because it's just, it's genetic. It's not a person's intention, but it's from commonalities. You get what I'm saying? So God has created a group of commonly related churches which are, have some similarities. So that's why when you want to have too many differences, it causes a problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there's some similarities. Alright? Now, it's not the only family 
It's not the best family. It is a family. We are not better than anybody. It's just one of the family, but it's a family. And it has its unique characteristics. So when we do something, it's not that it's the best thing, or the only way, or the best way. It's the way God has made us. And, 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 and what we are trying to say, you see, because when, when we have certain, some characteristics, you know, people get annoyed with it. And then they say it's a cult. Or some other bad thing. Do you understand? You are, you are re-describing a nice thing. So what I'm saying to you is that you need to understand that apart from everything, you have been birthed into a family. And because you are a family, you cannot do things independently on your own and even grow excessively at the expense of others. In fact, you can't do anything in this body that is out of synchrony with what we are doing. And when I show you what that means, you will not like it, but I'm going to show you anyway. I will start with my first one over here. I need you. You know? You know something? Paula. Serena, yeah. Just wondering which part of you should do something different. Should it be your knee or your elbow? Let's take his knee. There will be confusion. We just take his knee. Have you seen one before? Osteosarcoma is called. Huh? This place is, is it osteosarcoma? Yeah, big one of the knee joint, big like this. Have you seen one? His knee joint, let's say, maybe this place would be, let's say, America. American church, which would be around here, will say that we are forming an association 
and we, we want to do this. We know that when we do something, it is going to affect, let's say, the health or some other thing to the rest. But we have a vision. So here, alone, is going to become big. I saw a man in the emergency room with his leg like this. I tell you, he said, Doctor, my knee, it became big. And they said, I should cut my leg. He told me, he was lying in the emergency room. But I said, no, I went to the hair palace. It became bigger. Just, only just the knee. It's called cancer of the knee. Osteosarcoma. He's doing his own thing. And then you come. And then your eye. Just one of your eyes. Chooses. You know, it says that it can't see this way. So it wants to come out. So that it can turn this way. What do you call that? What tumor? Rectinoblastoma. You see, I'm explaining to you that every part is functioning, but relative to the other. If you people don't know what is cancer, I will tell you, cancer is just a part that grows bigger or a bit more than others. What people die of is that when it grows, sometimes it becomes so big that little pieces break off and they start swimming in the blood. When it swims, it goes to block somewhere. And then when it gets there, it's because it's been growing so much. Everywhere it goes, it does the same thing. The same attitude is displayed. It will go into the spinal cord and display the same behavior and grow there. So a person with cancer will have pain in the back as he's about to die. Or breast cancer, it will come pain in the back or into the liver. It's just little pieces. They break off. That attitude of we are, we are doing, you see, we are... The next one, the breast. You, one of your breasts will choose that. Look, you know, because of, if you have two breasts, one is usually bigger than the other. Is it true or not true? It's true. Yeah. One, one is always bigger than the other. Now, the smaller one says, huh? I think for too long I've been the smaller still around? I'm coming to you just now. Hi
to church on a Sunday morning, walking and hearing the church bells ring, seeing the folks who mean everything to us, praising the Lord as we loudly sing. Oh, it's so good to be here, praising the Lord Supposing her breast decides, I have suffered too long as the smaller one. It's time for me to also have my own way. I want to be nearer the earth when I am standing up. I want to get nearer to the ground. Because it's, it's important to be nearer the ground. I'm too high up. I feel dizzy. I can't see the ground. I want to see the ground. So one is deciding, I'm going to do that. Then, you come. Which part of the body is this? Look. The intestine. The what? The intestine. The intestine are now deciding to do what? Then they want to develop. You see? This place. It wants to get bigger. A small branch here at the expense of everybody. Do you know why cancer, when you see somebody who's lost a lot of weight, the first is cancer. Do you know why? Because it's growing so much, it, it uses the, everything you eat and all the glucose and everything in the body is used to keep it bigger and growing. That's why they lose weight. At the expense of everybody else. So ultimately, cancer is the development of people and things without thinking independent of, I don't care what it does to you. Because if you've seen a cancer of the breast, for instance, you hold it. It's just a bigger breast in a sense. Initially, it's a bigger And so at a point, they see that the thing is getting bigger and bigger. And then the cancer says that, we, we are, uh, the skin will like that. Please, you are putting pressure on me. If you continue to do that, you, you, you may even tear me. And there is, you know, it's not, a, it's not a nice thing. And the thing says, look, I want to grow out. I don't want to be restricted by eating skin. And then it will break out of the skin. And you see the blood and everything. Yeah. So, you see, what I'm saying is that sometimes when you say, oh, I want to rent a hall, you know, that can rent a hall for 1,000 churches. For 60 people. At the cost of what? Maybe all the rent that we pay in the whole church worldwide is what you are paying in that place that you are. You see, it shows that you are like an independent aspect who doesn't fully understand what you belong to. That Lighthouse is a family of churches. And there is a reason why it is a family. And it's not a single church. If I had had a single church idea, you would not be here. I would have been in Collegono as a, still a mega church pastor of my church in Collegono or wherever it would have been. You would, not, you would not have been there. But I wanted a family of churches. You wait till a part of your body decides. One day I was on the ward. And then uh, my professor, I don't know whether he was, a, I forget who, but I think he was a surgeon. He said, come and see something. And I went. 
Let, let me examine you. I hope when I examine you, I will not find that thing. Stand up. I'm going to examine. As soon as you touch, you see. Stand. Just let your stomach be soft. <laughs> oh, don't move. Don't move. Don't move. I'm looking for to see whether an aspect is now independently developing. You see here. You see what I'm pressing here? Can you see this place? We use it to make liver kebab. Please let me feel. Hey. Hey. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hey. He called me to say, come and see, this guy is a civil engineer. But what's happening? Sorry. You are preaching, your phone is on. You are joking about your work. <laughs> huh? Civil engineer, 40 years or something. So come, come and feel. Come and see. Hard like a rock. The liver is supposed to be under, stand up, under your ribs. I'm somewhere under here. Just come down. When you tie the stomach soft, then you come and you meet it like that hard. It has just become, it has gone big. It's under here. Just, you just touch like that. You see that. It doesn't mind that it's affecting all of you will be in the grave. And you are explaining to him that when I die, you will also die even though you are bigger. Or you liver. You didn't know that when you kill the whole body, you go down with everybody. Because when you are dead, you are all dead together. If you pull me down, you will also go down. The man with the knee at the surgical emergency, he told me that I saw him a year later, or some, almost a year later, his leg was cut off. And the thing, he had cut off the leg, but the thing had gone somewhere else. So his leg was short like this. But the thing had come, he was back in the emergency ward. Because it had spread. And the thing that had spread had the same attitude. You see, it is not, it is not, that's why cancer is difficult to cure. Because the medicine you give to cure cancer is the same, what it kills is your actual body. That's why when you give somebody anti-cancer medicine, the hair drops off. Because it just kills anything that grows fast. Just a normal growth, but a bit out of order with the rest. So, anti-cancer medicine is not a medicine to kill, let's say, like malaria parasite or HIV virus or bacteria that have something that when you put a medicine, it dies. There's nothing like that. It's the body that is just getting bigger in a section. Out of order or is developing. Let's say we are expecting, you are going too right. What you are going is too right. Even if our breath is getting bigger, okay. But it's a bit too right and it's affecting even the skin. No, I don't care. I need to break through in my life. I need to break through. I'm explaining what it means. You see, sometimes, especially. Pastors who are secluded and cut off somewhere. If you are in Australia, you must know that eh, for Lighthouse to be in Australia, 
It wasn't an albatross bird that flew from Mexico or somewhere to go and land in Australia. We, I flew from Ghana. This same type of camp. I had one in England. And I've been having the church for years. Then there was somebody there who responded out of the whole camp preaching like this. You can't imagine how tired I am from preaching. I said that only one person comes. His name is Peter. He's a lecturer in the university. He has a stable job and he's living happily ever after. In England with British passport and everything. And he says, based on what you have preached, I'll give up everything that I'm doing in England and I will go to Australia. So the church that is in Australia is not something that just came out of its own accord. It is connected that we are reaping what we have. So it's connected to something else that gave birth. And since it has been there, we have been sending people, going, coming, doing so. It's part of us. So Australia cannot do something different now. And if you want to do something different, like our pastor said, you step aside and you do it. And when you are stepping aside, don't take even one, even one person. Not even, even our grace to live our grace. I hear that this Danny Soma said that one church, God Bishop Saki went to have a convention there for three days. He said one small church, we have so many churches, the same words. One small church that he has started, we have come for three days to cast him at the convention for three days. One small church. One small child you have. You have four. And I've just taken the smallest one. How do you know that I don't, I, the smallest one is not my... Even my, my children say that my favorite is my smallest child. And you are kidnapping my smallest child. Because you, you stayed for some time, you give some sweets. And she's impressed. Then boy realize when you are going, she said, God, she's so small. She doesn't know that you are a dangerous person. She's gone with you. And I said, where's my baby Paula? My baby Paula that I sing to. I sing to her. I sing to her. I'm in love. I'm in love, yeah. I'm in love, yeah. With my baby Paula. I'm in love. I'm falling in love with my baby Paula. Baby Paula. Baby Paula. I sent to her. You want to take her away because she's innocent. My baby. My goodness. My goodness. You say I've come to do three days convention to catch. I myself am coming there this Sunday. So I want to come there myself. I myself, I'm coming there on Sunday. I have to visit them myself. And stable. I like them. I visit any church. There's no church. There's no place I can. I started my church in a classroom. And there's no classroom I, I don't go to. Yeah. So we have come for three days to curse you. It has just begun. It has just begun. You have just received introductions. We are needing all our... They, and they are innocent. That's why they share the lighthouse grace. <laughs> because they are... You come to my child. You have charmed my baby. You charmed her. She didn't know. So small, small topic before you realize. She's going with you. Hey! Because she's not mature. Kidnap my baby. 
We don't say anything bad about you. So they receive you. Now you are, you are taking her away. No. It cannot be so. So remember that you are a family. That, I can tell you, it will always restrict you in an individual church. That one I, I can tell you easily. Being part of a family will always have some restrictions. You see, there are advantages and disadvantages. It's not that there are only advantages. There are advantages. There are also disadvantages. Yes. When you are part of a family. Yes. Share your food. Share your room. Yeah. You share things, isn't it? When you are part of a family. But later on, you may see that my brother is here. My sister is here. So I'm going to see my sister, my brother. It may have some advantages later. When you, are, when you have a brother and a sister. You share toothpaste. You can't take it to your room. You seize the toothpaste. Because they are not squeezing it well. All these normal things in a family, we experience the disadvantages. Do you understand? Yes. My children have experienced a lot of disadvantages because they are part of the same family. Because they sleep in the same room. This one wants the light off. This one wants the light on. This one is learning for exams. This one has no exams. Yeah. Because they, 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 didn't, they have never had their own room. They are all sharing. So growing up in a family is not only advantages. There is disadvantages, clearly. And I can tell you, being a pastor in Lighthouse, there are some disadvantages. Because you may be in a church somewhere. You may be developing so much, but you may have to take your time. Do you understand? Because you, because you are part of something else, that also has to grow. Because if your head just grows bigger, it's what we call hydrocephalus. I don't know, my pictures are not coming up. I would have shown you all these people. Big head. You would not like to have a child with a big head. Abnormal big head. We call it a water head. Hydrocephalus. Water head. The head is very big. You wouldn't like all these things. But why do you want the church to have hydrocephalus, big eyes, big breasts, this one, left knee, this, liver? And it kills. So let's all develop together. 90%, now I wouldn't say 90%, but maybe a large percentage of the churches I'm building have not been there before. I've not been there. I may never go. I don't have to, I'm, I'm not I'm a typical African leader that I have to see before I develop that place. I don't have to see before I, I remember one of our pastors, he was criticizing me to some people. When we, when we had the Kodesh, when we bought the building, after, after we bought it, I said, I want to rather build the branches rather than the Kodesh. So we had that building, that property for eight years. Before we started. And we are rather developing branches. And he was criticizing me. Because he doesn't. He was criticizing me for building branches. I should concentrate and build the headquarters. But he was a city man. He's a city man. He doesn't go. He doesn't know what, what we are doing. You, see, you sit in your corner. You don't know what it is. I'm not going to be an African leader to develop only where I am. 
That's why this whole place, we are in a jungle. Because it's out of sight of the man in the castle and the men who have been in the castle since 1957. Nkrumah was probably the only person whose mind was on different locations in the country. He came with a mind, different, different, different locations in the country. Apart from where we are in, in the headquarters, all can be developed. Years ago, I was given an offer to buy a church building in Geneva for 4 million Swiss francs. And I said, how many people are in the church in Geneva? Four point something million. And I was told, you see, the Mormons have also bought one. We are not Mormons. We are not Mormons. We don't have the money that they have. And we don't have four million, four million Swiss francs to buy a church in Geneva. Hey! Oh, you don't understand the message. So there are disadvantages, but there are also advantages. There are plenty of advantages, and I'm just explaining. So if in case you are thinking now, Bishop just said that there were advantages, but this is a disadvantage. Oh, there are also disadvantages. The disadvantage of belonging to a certain family, like me, I, I have disadvantages. People see me and say, Mene Azor Azorbile, that is Azorzo's child. And they have related with me any bad thing they had to do with Azorzoi, who was my father, they put it on me. Even the government, even the NDC government. I am one of the only persons who stood in church and said that when I voted, I voted for NDC and I voted for Rawlings. And still, they were able to turn themselves and turn the minds of the people to come and attack me. Who voted for that? Even said so publicly. I used to have a lot of debates in the church and explain to them why the NDC government was a good government in those days. Yes, Pastor Ishmael and others. I used to have a lot of discussions with them. Explain to them. These people, they are doing that. Us, we have color television. We have light here. Road here. This here. This here. So many things I was explaining. They didn't understand. And yet, when the time came for them to attack, because my father was arrested by Rawlings twice. Rawlings arrested my father twice. Threw him in Nima police station. Twice. One for electricity bill. ECG bill. He said he should pay, and, he's, and they, there was a dispute over the bill. They threw him because they said they are selling the hotel on Monday, his whole personal hotel that is there. My father was the president of the Ghana Private Hoteliers Association in Ghana. He had the best private hotel in Accra in those days. They threw him in a prison. They filmed him and brought him on GTV News, 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock news, combing his hair in the, in the, inside the prison. And obviously, he was somebody who would, would not like Rawlings. Second time, he was selling a horse to a Nigerian. And there was some dispute. And this Nigerian guy went and told his Nigerian high commissioner, who told Rawlings, who Rawlings picked him up. He was in the house. He, he was at Agbado Chambers. The whole place was surrounded by soldiers. And they picked him up with AK-47. So many soldiers. And they carried him. And I was in Takra. They called me. Your father has been arrested again. Immediately, I had to come back. And yet, I was even support, I was, I was, I'm looking at just the development of the country and so on. So, this is good. Hey, they said, as Azozo, he what melts. He is whatever. Even when you read, uh, 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 take up your cross, you see what I write there. It's not negative. Yeah. And by the father running sacrifice, he said this, this, and that. And people followed him. Up to today, people have followed him. Educated people have followed an educated person. It's true. Huh? Yeah, that's 
privileges. But my father, because of my father, they made me into an MPP person. And you see, if you even look at how I do the ministry, this big short type of all this, I don't want all those. I don't like it. I'm not that way. I prefer to be out there. That way I'm having crusades, all these places, Diamond, go here in the village, all those. This is what I, I'm interested in all those things, the real people. But it made me, because it's my family, so I accept it. Because through my family too, I also became wealthy. There's some advantages to belong to my family. When my father died, I started to own things. My father had the first Mercedes Benz, smiling Benz in Ghana. Either the first or the second one. When we sat in that car, we knew that we were on an Elolo plane. Moving. <laughs> Advantages to belonging to my family. But there are also disadvantages. You get what I'm saying? I'm not saying that there are only advantages to belong to Lighthouse. There are also some disadvantages. I'm not denying it. I'm accepting it and I'm telling you it is there. But you have to weigh both. Because either you are from nowhere or you are from somewhere. And we are from somewhere. Yeah. Due to your family, there's advantage in belonging. And disadvantage in it. What are the disadvantages of your family? Some of the disadvantages of your family are some of the sicknesses in your family. They will come upon you because your mother had it. Your father had it. It's the part of you. If he was not from that family, you would never get that. Even some of the cancers, they are genetic. It's coming your way because it is from the family tree. Some of the weight, the fat, is genetic. You look at the mother, you can see the future of the daughter. Huh? Pot belly too. Even you see in a one year old, you see that he has a pot belly. You see that? You don't believe it. Serena. So, how many are glad you belong to a family? That's what it means to belong to a family. Pastor told said, I'm sorry if it's not allowing you to develop, to become supersonic, whatever. But you love the family. You love the family. I love this family of God. So, so if your breast is feeling, feeling kind of sorry... That is not being allowed to get bigger. At least one of them. You should relax and say, you know, when you become bigger, it will affect even the knees. <laughs> the liver, the lungs, the brain. Because breast, when you get cancer of the breast and it's going to spread brain, liver, stomach, uh, lungs, spine, chest. When you do the scan, you see there's hot spots all over. One development that you were developing that has affected the branch in Damongo, that has affected the branch in uh, where? Kukrantumi, that has affected Salaga, it has affected Benin City Church, that has affected South Africa, Caribbean has been affected by your excessive moves, separating yourself. Uh, are you feeling kind of sorry about it? Come on. 
You can't just do whatever you want. Like Ida, she can't just do whatever she wants. She can't just sing anything that she wants. You can't just sing whatever you want because she's part of me. I'm, I'm ministering with her. She can't have just have her own songs. What's that song that you, uh, you, you like? Uh, huh? The one that a boy will sing, then a girl will sing. Uh, sing that one. Uh. To open my heart. Uh, this, all singers in Ghana, this is the, the song that they sing. To feel safe. For a long time, I've been feeling very lonely. Then the brother will sing. I've caught a glimpse of life. Or something? 
$500 for one. So when I heard the price, $500 or whatever, I said, buy four. <laughs> yeah, buy four immediately. Let's buy it. We can do that one. We can do. Let's do the drawings. We can do it. We can build it. Slowly. With this one, we cannot. Do you understand? Yeah. So, you see, I'm just trying to explain to you that it is true that where you are is important. But we have to do it in consideration of the other children and the whole... And, and if you don't think that the other children are... You can't say... What, some Nigerian, one of our Nigerian pastors in Zurich, when he was leaving, he said, we, we, we are what? We are not allowed to rent bigger places. And then another one said, we are doing only things for Ghana. We are only developing Ghana. Go to the website and check, check it out and see. All Nigerian brothers, let's do what? Let's start our own thing so that we can also develop Nigeria. Do you know how much money we've spent in Nigeria? Nigeria is one of our most expensive ever missions that we have ever had. Up to today, it's still very expensive. So much. But it's your ignorance. Which you say who's only Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Mozambique, Swaziland, Sierra Leone. I, who are those from Sierra Leone? Are we not building in Sierra Leone? Stand up and say it well. You are just sitting and you are nodding your head. Ah. Hey. Yes, we, we are building, Bishop. Ah. Um, it's only left with uh, the tile. We just we stood at the ground, and we, we only need have you tile. Put roof, We've better roof, trusses. We have trusses, everything. Roofing sheets is all built. Yeah. Okay. It's a family. It's possible to do it, and we are doing it. Yeah. You got a picture? Look at that picture. So, look, so, one, two, three, four, then you'll be passing around. Show it around. <laughs> pass it, pass it, pass it. Mega church in, in Freetown, and that's just the first. It's just the first of many churches. Kenya, South Africa, Zambia, we have our own church building there in Zambia, in Swaziland. You see that I met a pastor, his, 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 his church member, I think, is the wife of the king. And he said, your pastor in Swaziland has really lifted up the name of the Lord and of people from West Africa. Because he has been so faithful, consistent. The church that he has built in Swaziland, in, in Manzini, he spoke about it. He said he has really lifted up, because they had had a lot of people come from West Africa, bad reputation. And they have built it. You say it's only Ghana? You say it's only Ghana? I said, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want that. You check your website very well. It's a family. It's a family. You should go to you should go to Togo and see the building that is being built there by Pastor Selassie. Go around. Go to go to Trinidad. You see our church building there. Go to Jamaica. You see the church. They are building an office block in Jamaica. I mean, take your time. 
you understand, as you are talking, why, you ask yourself, the answer should be very easy to you. Why have we not bought a $5 million church building in USA? I mean, you can answer the question as well as I can answer it. Why have we not spent $5 million to buy a church building in Washington and one in here and one in Los Angeles? Yes, you can develop, but it will cost everybody else to become lean. Or you want to see your wife or your husband develop cancer so you understand this principle very well in the house. So that you will be in the house as they are getting lean and then you say, this is what Bishop was trying to explain about this development. As, as he or she is getting leaner in the house, you say that, uh-huh, I've understood. Then you'll be looking at the place that is getting bigger. And you say, my God, this thing that Bishop said is real like something. So I am glad for your zeal and for your energy. And we want you to have as much zeal and as energy as possible. And whatever we can do, we will do, but it has to be somehow that can work within. And you must trust the leadership. Even though you may not be the overall leader, you must trust it. All the other centers that have been developed, God willing, if we have, I don't know if we will be in Jerusalem or we will be here, but if we have this meeting, you will see when you come, you see that Kepo, they are on their own. So after that, Kepo, they are going to give us all their money. All the money, all the money from here, anything they get, we are, we are carrying it. And we have more money in Ghana than most places. I will tell you if you don't know. But we have a lot of members here and a lot of money here in Ghana, not outside. That you may not know. Yeah. You see, in Cape Coast... Kepo is one of the highest hiding uh, areas. They don't have any business here. They all work for government. So everybody sees salaries here and the tithes here. <laughs> Teachers, whatever. They are faithful tithers in Cape Coast. Yeah, fire service, prison, teachers, this, that. They don't do business here. Yeah. So all that they have, we are going to, we are going to Takurani everywhere. The beginning, they are building four-story block. They have their own diocese, everything. Then, Anything they have, tell it, to this place, to this place, to this place. It's a family development. Please, please, try to understand that we cannot do one thing in Monrovia that will kill the rest of all the missions for the next four years. Or one thing in Cote d'Ivoire that will wipe out everything in whatever. Or one thing in Geneva, one thing in America, one thing in Washington. If we do it, we have to have a very important reason why we are doing it. And in America, we find it difficult to know where. We have thousands of members in America, but they are not in one place. They are scattered all over the place, so we don't even know where to choose. This is our problem. Fifty states, we everybody here, here. Even in Houston, I spoke to the pastor from Houston who was telling me, Houston South or Houston North, I don't know where, is developing. They have one in the North, they have one in the South, of the same city. They are all growing. Should we have bought it, the building in the North or the South? Atlanta, we have the, we have North and then South. Yeah, north and south. All in Atlanta City. You learn at Atlanta, but which church do you go to? Which one should we choose? Which one should we spend $1.6 million on? Romeo, stand up and tell me which of the two, the north or the south of Atlanta. Bishop, you don't know where to put it. You don't even know where to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? We, we, we can't know where to put it. It's a very difficult. The mid, mid, mid center, or I don't know how to put it. <laughs> 
I will never give up explaining the church to you. I'm continuing to explain and explain and explain and explain and explain and explain. Huh? Pray that no part of your body will have such a decision. In Jesus' name. You are healed of that thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seats. Hey. <laughs> Are you still there or you decided? a family there. There's advantage. There's disadvantage. We don't deny. How many are realize that we don't deny it? So, so in light us, you can't do what is... Yeah, it's one of our disadvantages. But there are a lot of advantages too. Yeah. The advantages are more. Overwhelmingly more. We can bear more food this way. Number two. Do you have your screen for the film? You have it there? Ah, okay. Number two. The purpose of a denomination is so that the financially weak will benefit from the financially strong. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse thirteen. It says, For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their wants, that their abundance may also be a supply for your wants. That there may be equality. As it is written. He that hath gathered much. Had nothing over. And he that hath gathered little. Had no lack. Are you seeing the scripture that I have read to you? Second huh? Corinthians chapter 8. Let me read it from the New Living Bible. Are you, the, are, you, are you with me? Please, I, I hope you are still with me. 
It says in verse 30, of course, I don't mean that your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now, you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. As the scripture says, those who had gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who had gathered only a little had enough. What again? You need a revelation for this one. If you don't know, let me make it plain to you. Every church that gathers plenty is gathered and used at places where they don't gather much. As I'm standing here, I'm receiving texts from my contractor, or not even my secretary who helped me to build. She's giving me the details of different places in the north of Ghana, a certain number more of buildings to finish something. As I'm here, they are sending me these messages. And I'm also making calculations, asking other departments to find if I can get somebody to finish that thing so that I can start the roofing of all the buildings in the north. Amen. Yeah. Where do you think I'm going to get the money from? I'm getting the money from the churches which have more. I am not hiding it. I am, I've been open about this from the very beginning. That's the way it is done. And one day you'll be surprised that a place which you think has is nothing. It's rather now looking after you. Oh, it's true. There was a time that the north, our churches in the north, the income there was more than the West Takradi and so on. Yeah, it was more. In fact, not that I'm sure it's still more. I don't know, now they found oil. I don't know whether it's affecting the, their income. But sometimes you'll be surprised. You see, like if you go into, you find out that even you get more support from Accra than from other places. I remember one time I did some fundraising. I, I just came from America or England. I did fundraising there and I came and I did fundraising. And I was getting more support, more money. Count when you count, more money in the Kodesh, in Accra than I was getting from all this America and so on that I had been to. It's amazing. So you, you may think that, oh, this collegonal thing, it will never amount to much. But this collegonal thing, it, it, it amounts to something. It amounts to something. This collegonal thing, you see, this is what it is now. What is a church in collegonal? How, how what can it ever do? Well, we have sat there, we have watched this church in collegonal do a lot of things. So you see a church somewhere in a corner, this be develop it, become whatever. One day, you will have plenty. And they will also give. But if the future leaders don't continue this policy, they understand what is going to happen is that the, those with fewer will perish and that will be the end of them. Let me, let me ask you a question. Please, don't, don't sleep at all because what I'm telling you is very important. Hey, Sabina, Mina. Hey, Sabina, Mina. Hey, Sabina, Mina. Hey, Sabina, Mina. Look, I will tell you something I want you to compare. If you compare Assemblies of God and Church of Pentecost, they are father, our fathers. Okay? We are not their 
equals in terms of time, they are far ahead. Let's say 50 to 70 years in Ghana. Even as service of God may be even older. If you notice, Church of Pentecost is everywhere. But Assemblies of God is not as widespread. Do you know the reason? They have two different financial policies. Assemblies of God are, you go, you start your own church, you have your independent finances, and you survive. Yeah. Church of Pentecost have our method. One bucket. From here, the church in Canada can pay for this, can develop a prayer camp somewhere, can do this. And so when you go around Ghana, you see Church of Pentecost everywhere. Because you see, where they are very poor and very rich, you need this kind of system. This is the kind of system that can help where it's poor also to grow up. But where it's like, do on your own. If you have 50 people in Donko Chrome, or 50 people in Amankwa Chrome, do you know Amankwa Chrome? And Mankwa Chrome is on the way to Dunkirk Chrome. When you come up the pontoon, the first town is Amankwa Chrome. Fifty people in Amankwa Chrome. What offering can they give? Pepper. Rice. And meanwhile, you have already pepper. Rice. Egg. Meanwhile, your chicken has given birth to an egg that day. They give you egg. This and that. What can they develop? And God is going to help us to build a beautiful church on that island in Dunkirk Room where we had a crusade. Yeah. It's one of my, it's one of my, 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 my feelings about that place. I want to build a church there. Yeah. I, I really have a feeling about that place. Yeah. How do you think it's going to be possible when we take offering of pepper? Prince, do you have a picture of the pepper? And the uh, uh, distance that we took, young pepper, chicken, they tied one fowl together, put it there. And, and you, you may not know that in Ghana, there are parts of Ghana where they don't use money, they use butter, they exchange. Reverend Steve Mesa, my friend, he went for a crusade and he showed me, they, give you, they go fishing in the lake, they can bring one fish, two fish, they exchange it for soap. The essence for soap. This one brings uh, something. The essence with for the fish. He showed me the town, and in Donkokrom they also did the same thing. How, how, in the 21st century, how will that organization? Please, are you listening to me? How are they ever going to gather enough to get a church building? Because blocks, cement, iron rods are not made in Donkokrom or anywhere near. And we will have to put it on a boat and take it there. And God will help us. I saw a Catholic Catholic nun there. She's living there. And we have our pastors, Gideon and so on. Pastor Gideon is in in Dunkirk Chrome. Felix and Gideon. They are there in Dunkirk Chrome. He always sends me texts. You know, from Dunkirk Chrome. We are going there. We are going there. We are not giving up. We are not giving up. And I'm, that's why I keep, I'm explaining the church to you. Since you came, I've been explaining. Or you have not been understanding the explanations. Yeah. So as soon as you don't understand this, you have to understand, part of our unity is financial. Just like America. The union. California brings money. This brings money. New York, this, this, this. 
This one has nuclear. This one has a harbor. This one has airport. This one has a farm. This one has a mine. This one has oil. It's all together. So you bring this, I don't have. You bring that, I have. You don't have. That is it. So anybody who wants to spoil it, we are going to what? Smash you. Smash you out. You say we are, we are reaping. We are reaping what we have sown. It's what we have sown that we are reaping. You need coffee or what? Are we ever going to give up? We are not going to give up.
Hey, why don't you give the Lord a ring it down? to your call. Number three, the purpose of a denomination is so that the strong and the rich can have the opportunity to fulfill their calling of distributing their riches. So that the strong and the rich can have the opportunity 
of distributing their riches. Amen. The strong and the rich must have the opportunity to do what? To distribute. What does the Bible say? Charge them that are rich in this world. That they do good. That they distribute. They be rich in good works. First Timothy chapter 6. Okay? They should be ready to distribute. Laying up for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. That they may hold on unto eternal life. Amen. Are you there? Are you with me? So the point that I'm trying to make is that, are you there? Is that God wants the rich to distribute their riches. And if we were not part of a family, all you have to do is to keep on hoarding it. One day I was with a, a white man, a white pastor, and then he was speaking about a ministry which was raising funds on television. And he told me, he said, that ministry has got one billion, he told me this inside information, he said that ministry has got, it's an American ministry, one billion dollars savings. Yeah. Not one million, one billion. They don't have anything to do with the money. It's true. You see, because if you are not part of a family, you will, at a point, you see, you just keep on getting money. If, for instance, you are a church and you, you've paid all your bills, what are you going to use the money for? It just piles and piles. So many churches, and especially established ministries, they have a lot of money. They, don't need, they start to invest, do this, do this, all kinds of different things. Not the ministry. Yeah. As when we are part of a family, go on the website and see the different places. Like the church that bought some land in, in Liberia. Small, small, small. We give them money. Small, small. And the, one day they will be giving money to somebody. Yeah. 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 Our church in South Africa, we paid for it. It was our church in England or so that paid for the building. But when the church in Zambia wanted a building, the church in South Africa just paid for it. No money came from it. The South Africans who had been helped to have their church, they just paid like that. They just paid for the Zambian church. Straight. No money came from anywhere. They paid for it. And that's what, that's what we are talking about. And that's what people want to spoil. We have seen them. And we are going to smash them. So it's true that it's a disadvantage to be part of But maybe the church in, in England may have wanted to renovate its pulpit or buy a new carpet for whatever. But through this family, the church in South Africa has been forced to cause to exist. Now, because the church in South Africa has been forced, they are also made another church exist somewhere. And we keep on doing the same thing. Are you listening to me? Amen. Check if your neighbor's eyes are open. Check if your neighbor's eyes are open. And tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's not allowed to close your eyes to meditate during, during the message. glad that how many are glad that we have other members of the family to support 
It's a blessing. Now listen. When you don't have children, it makes earning money almost meaningless. Because you don't need much yourself. As Dr. Lush once said to me, others for chop some. Others for chop some. There must be some others who should chop some of the money, the prosperity. Because at your age that you have prospered, if you take Dr. Nosh now, he has prospered. Today, he can afford 500 chickens. He can afford to eat 500 whole chickens. Every day. No, daily. But his doctor will not allow him to eat more than two pieces of one. Yeah! Or three pieces. Not that he has prospered. So others... There should be some others who can also chop some of the 500 chicken that you are able to buy. Others for chop some. So I thank God for all the children that we have all over. And all the family. God has given us a place to express ready to distribute. Now, you people should be grateful to people like Pastor Joel and Pastor Richard who have never had an idea of that America is for me. As many pastors who have been sent from Ghana to America have taken over the churches that they started and possessed. I'm telling you, you better, you better, you better, you, you may come and congratulate, you may, you may congratulate, you may congratulate them. You may even lift them up. You may even, you may even lift them up. doing to the tree. They have never been angry to see me. They have only been sad to see me go. They have never been angry to see me. Yes! They have never been angry to see me. They have never been angry to see me. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
It's amazing. Never angry to see me. Yeah. It's a blessing. If I've not mentioned your country, it doesn't mean you are not like that. is to provide an opportunity for the spiritually weak churches to receive help from the spiritually stronger ones. Spiritually weaker are receiving help from the spiritually stronger. Amen. Are you listening? Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says, Bear ye one another's burden and fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. Galatians 6.2 so, it is an opportunity for the spiritually weak to receive help. And number five, it is to provide an opportunity for the spiritually strong to minister. Yes. To minister. Now, 
Where would a spiritually strong person have an opportunity to minister? If there were no spiritually weaker congregations to go to and minister to. Huh? So it's an opportunity for those who are weak to receive. So we belong to this family. So now that we are struggling with this problem, this stronger one will be able to come and do something for us. And this you, Mr. Strongman, Mr. Prophet, Apostle, whatever, you also have an opportunity somewhere to go and minister your strength. That's why when you are, if you are a prophet or a, a traveling minister or whatever, you must always make friends with pastors. You must not get into the bad books of denominational leaders. Otherwise, you will not have anywhere to preach. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. You may be so-so and so whatever, but if you are not having good relation with the denominational leader, you won't go. Because the denomination will say, no, don't come. We don't need you. Bye-bye. We want this other person to come. And your doors are closed. You will never go anywhere to preach again. If you are an evangelist, you have to have good relationship with pastors. Because pastors in an area don't want you. You can't have a crusade. Same thing. So, the, the, the denominations, we have stronger churches, stronger pastors. But there are some places, if there's a certain kind of problem, I will let Bishop Saki go there. And there are some kinds of problem I would let Bishop Eddie go there. There's some kind of problem I would send Dr. Ogo. Depending on what it is. Do you understand? It, it depends on the person's whatever. So you got an you opportunity. Recently I was in Australia. I wouldn't really have had a, a comeback because you know, I was so tired and I had to move on to the next station and I was on my way to a crusade. But I... I, I decided to, because they, they, they were weak in some areas. So I decided to go and have an opportunity to strengthen them. I wasn't going to get any money from them. I was going to help to strengthen the church over there. And I believe that my visit has helped to strengthen the church over there in Australia. As you can see, there's no Australian pastor here. Is there any Australian pastor? You see, they're all symptoms. Before even I went there, they were not going to come to Shuffling Conference. See, when somebody is not here, you can imagine how he, what he is not hearing. You think of all the things you have. How many feel you have understood some few things better? Yeah. Yeah. So, how much if a person is not here? Then you know, explanation, explanation, explanation. He doesn't understand it. And you, you are sitting somewhere, the devil is speaking to you. Say, hey, these people, these people, these people, these people, these people, like this. That's why it's so important for people to be at present at meetings. And that is why if you come for a meeting like this, you cannot just walk out at any time without telling us. There are two, two, I know of two pastors who are here. They just left without even telling us. So I'm going to move them from their church. In fact, they, they told me they are going to move them from their church. We'll just move them from their church. They were sitting here. And you don't even bother to say. There are some who have to leave for some reasons. They, they even for somebody, somebody like Francis Banford even came to follow. He found out, how can I see Bishop? And somebody gave him a key that 
at this particular time, around this tree, you see him standing at this tree. And he came there. I thought it was just coincidental, not knowing that it was a plan. <laughs> just to tell me, he's older than me. He's my senior even in school. He has a kind of respect that he rather would give to me. Yes. You are also a pastor. You don't even bother even to tell him. You just walk out. You come late. You walk. You go late. You come when you want. You go when you don't. You don't even show a certain respect. A what we call ecclesiastical veneration. <laughs> yes. The founder of that ecclesiastical is sitting in the corner there. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm talking about. So, brothers and sisters, being part of a family has great advantages. You know. Now, the next thing is that the next uh, purpose is to grow some of the most stable churches ever. Stability, if you notice, denominational churches are much more stable than single churches. It's true when you are a single church, you may have some flexibilities and so on. That's if you succeeded. If. But denominations are stable. That is why some of you, without a drop of anointing on your head, are received like men of God. Because they know that there must be a reason why this person has been made a pastor. Even though it's a mistake that you've been made a pastor, you are still received. <laughs> I'm telling you, even the mistaken ones are received. They, they just said, Pastor this, Pastor this. Why? Because we've called you Pastor. So they, they know that there must be some processes. And I mean, if you're a Methodist church, there's, uh, what do you call it? Lay preachers, and they have exams, and they processes. You don't just become a reverend. And that's how it is in an in a established denomination. But in a single man, uh, man's church, you just have people become pastors. One day, a certain bishop was meeting with the, his pastors. And he turned and said, you, who made you a pastor? <laughs> he didn't know how, how did he become pastors. Who made you a pastor? Who made you a pastor? Who made you a pastor? He, he can't even know who is who, who's, who's a pastor. How did they become pastors? That's why I, I don't want to disconnect from my spiritual family at Bishop Duncan Williams and uh, other people, Reverend Steve and the other family that are all part of the family. Because there's a family, there's a family, you may call it lighthouse, and there are other families. It's, we are together. We are together. Reverend Steve, any problem that ha- we have or anything that he always comes. At Bishop the same. When Juanita died, I, 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 was, I was standing in the, I was standing in Kolebu and then I called him. Straight from there, I called him to just, this is what has happened. 
You know, then he called. He called and spoke to Bishop Saki. Right, just in the hut, it was around 12 o'clock. You were part of something. First person you will call. Like our, our brother said, Pastor Neil Kankwe, you immediately, who should I call? Let me call. The first person I want to call. That's why I said, when, when things are happening, you don't say it well. Then when something happens, like these pastors who, if something happens to them on the way now, we'll be here and so that this pastor, something has happened, this something, oh, what is that? It's about we were here, you didn't even tell us we were going. Maybe I could have even told you something about going or not going. So, brothers and sisters, a denomination is a very stable thing. The people see you say, you are a pastor of Lighthouse. You say, oh, okay. I didn't know. So, yeah, you are. And we have a policy, once a pastor, always a pastor. We will never take that uh, thing from you. After superannuation, you are still passing for a reverend. It will depend on whatever you choose to do. It's you who will retire from ministry. Not The organization will not retire you. You retire yourself. And we just make it a gentlemanly way for different strengths and streams. Are you still there? How many reasons do you have why a denomination is a number seven? A denomination is, uh, what do you call it? Purpose of a denomination is to build some of the largest churches in the world. Largest. Because all the largest churches in the world are parts of denominations. Yeah, surprisingly. The largest churches are part of denominations. That you wouldn't know. (laughs) When I say the largest, I mean single churches which are large. The largest are assemblies of God churches, Baptist churches, redeemed, and, and so on. Witness Chapel, they are part of a group. And they are all the biggest. Yongi Cho's church, Assemblies of God. His Assemblies of God man has always been. My pastor in Malaysia, I go to his church. He's been the chairman of the Pentecost, uh, whatever, in, in, in Assemblies of God in, in, in uh, 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 Malaysia for 30 years. He has been the head of the denomination. And his church is one of the largest. He's building what, they call, what he calls a convention center. because an Islamic city. Islamic country is building the largest church building Christian convention center in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. But it's part of a denomination. Has always been. In fact, when he handed over, he was not the chairman. The new chairman invited me. He said, because Pastor Prince always invites you. So I want to invite you to come and speak to all the assemblies of God pastors. Yeah. I've been to Malaysia on two different occasions to preach. You see... Bigger than this hall, about three times bigger, four times bigger than here. Assemblies of God, Malaysians, pastors. He's part of it, has always been. And all the pastors that are part of a stable and it's the largest, usually. So you may say, oh, it's not an advantage to be. No, Gilly, one day, you see, your experience, your wisdom, your sufferings may be called upon by the whole family 
the whole family. Maybe one day you become just like Pastor Entefo. At a certain point, you may see a vision. Before you realize, you are, you are standing at the Kodesh with your letter to Bishop Saki. It's true. You don't know. You don't know the future. And then, suddenly you could become one of the most mature and experienced pastors who is being called upon your wisdom and experience in the whole church. The denomination. But sometimes, the devil, who knows, even how widespread your ministry and your wisdom is going to go, will say, you know something, come out. Into the sea of forgetfulness. Where you will not be remembered again. To disconnect you. Wow. wow. You say, I don't value the lay people. A person like in Tefal, I shouldn't have made him a bishop if I didn't uh, value lay people. Because he was, has been a lay person for a long time. People have been in full-time ministry long before him. But it's according to your calling and your gifting. And, and by the leading of the Spirit. The fact that he has been a lay for a long time and so on. He came and I can see Someone like Pastor Tudis, he's a lay person, but he looks like somebody who is uh, he's, uh, on a certain road. He may be a lay person, but you can see it and you can feel it. So it's not at all. Yeah, you like, no. You see, you see, you didn't know all this. You see, you, you judge wrongly. You judge wrongly all the time. Hmm? Ooh. Why do you think I want Pastor Jimmy to go to Congo? I know his giftings. <laughs> you see, the way he's afraid of Congo, I'll say it. Because <laughs> it's not right that the grown up should be afraid of something like that. So I've given you seven powerful reasons for for what? A denomination. Okay, now, how many purposes do you have since we came for this camp? Purpose of shuffling conference, purpose of lay pastors, purpose of the words in the house, purpose of the devil, purpose of disloyal people, responses that disloyal people must expect as a thief, a murderer, a killer, we have to deal with them that way. Oh yeah, yeah, those ones, I haven't even gone and finished those ones. Now,
The purpose of full-time pastors. Number one. To accommodate those with a higher calling. Amen. What do you think? How many have got a higher calling? Some have. Should I kill them? Should I kill them? Should I say, you are overzealous? Go to hell. We don't have, we don't have space for fanatics. You say you want to die for Jesus. Go away. The fact that you are not, doesn't mean that we should label others as fanatics. And exclude them from their calling. And what God has given them to do. Amen. What do you think? Amen. Amen. You don't want it? Somebody wants it. Should we say, no, stay? No, we've got to say, come on, give you a chance. Amen. Amen. Give you a chance. Number two. To accommodate those with higher levels of talent. Amen. Those who have a higher talent, level of talents, gifts. Number three, to accommodate those who are called to give up everything. Paul said, I have suffered for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Amen. Not everybody is supposed to, is going to give up everything. Do you know one of the groups of people you must respect most in this world? Catholic priests. Nuns. Monks. Don't despise them. What they have given up. They have no property. No children. No wives. No husbands. Look, if you don't have that calling, honor somebody with that calling. You know, one day I I traveled to South Africa and I was coming back. And I was sitting in a plane and there was a bishop, a Catholic bishop that I knew. I think he's an archbishop now. And I had missed my wife. And I was coming back home. And as I was getting closer, I was thinking of my arrival and a reactivation of a honeymoonic gymnasium. So, I saw that the bishop was sitting by the window somewhere. So I got up from my seat and I went to talk with him. Sometimes I'm quite sociable. (laughs) That's what my wife says. So I went to sit by him. So I talked with him. When we got to a certain point, I asked him, what is it like to be alone without a wife family. So when you go, where are you going? And he just looked at me. He just lifted his eyes. He said only two words. He said, it's hard. 
I felt something deep inside. And I realized I had not got that call. I had not got that level. What he was doing, I did not have it. It's higher than my calling. I'm telling you. I think that anybody who is closely following Christ will not marry and should not marry. That's what I think. I think that I think that marriage often helps you not to do worse. But it doesn't necessarily help you to do better. You, you didn't get it, you see. You, you, you're, not, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You got it. You got it. You got it. I'll say it again. Marriage usually helps you not to do worse. <laughs> it's almost like it, it, it protects you from going astray. astray. Although you are going astray, but it helps you to be less astray. But not that it makes you do better in the ministry. Occasionally, you may do better. But to me, my, my, what I can see is not something. Because really to concentrate on a spiritual thing. The presence, all of you who are not able to be spiritual, pray that your spouse will travel. So that you will be there alone for some time. There you will see your spirituality rise to a great level. The presence of spouses, children, and such people around is one of the greatest subtraction to spirituality that you can ever have. Sometimes when my wife travels and I'm alone in the house, I become so spiritual. What? Prayer is what? Time with God. Quiet time. Well, the quiet time I would have had with God, now I have to have it with her. And because you have married her, you have to talk to her. You can't not talk to your wife. If you don't talk to your wife, you go mad. Those who don't talk in the house, I'm telling you. They know that it's marriage, it's not a marriage, warnings or purpose, but there's marriage where this thing is. Are you there or you are going home? You have to talk to her. You have to even talk, even if you don't have much, you grant. You answer. You say, hmm, yes, okay, it's true, this, hmm. You have to know how to watch television and listen to her at the same time. It's one of the things I'm good at doing. Well, as soon as she's, if, if I'm watching a video, as soon as she's talking, I pause. Because I cannot hear the two of them together. And she's talking, always, she's talking, talking, talking. So, pause, and then I'll be listening. So, I'll let the thing be played without sound. No problem. I listen to this, and when she stops, then I play small. When she stops, I play this one. Like, like I'm playing two tape recorders. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Examina mina. Examina mina. Examina mina. You can just not talk. So you are having a melancholic uh, depression fit. You are there as a silent pillar of salt in the house. You don't speak. You don't talk. Hey, the woman will go mad. Oh. You must learn how to. When they are talking, say, yeah, you explain. You speak 80 words, I speak one. These are, we all have our level. But at least I speak mine. When the time comes, then I say, I see. Then you then you ask, ah, what was her name? So, what, who is she? Okay. Uh, is she the, ah! Like, gradually, gradually, gradually. You sustain the, this thing. Small. You have to know how to watch soccer without sound, film without sound, news without sound. They've written the, what is happening under, so you can be reading it. What do you want? Huh? Makana without sound. No. If it is the other way around, where you are the one, the man is the one talking, the woman is listening, then you, the woman, too, you must listen, must pay attention as he is telling you the news of the day. Uh, are you listening to me? Yeah. What, what is the topic? What are we talking about? I was talking about those who are called to give up everything. If you don't have a Catholic calling, respect it greatly. I res- no, and I, if there is not even zero, per- not even zero point zero 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 percent joke about what I'm saying when I say that I respect Catholic priests. To me, to follow Christ totally means not to marry. Also. That's what I believe. To, to really follow Christ is also not to mind. Yeah. But you see, you cannot do it. Now, to be a lay pastor, to be a pastor, really, 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 the way to do it is to give up all your job. Maybe you can't do it. So, nobody is, just like me too, I'm less than a Catholic priests are doing. I don't I mean, I accept that I can't. I don't say, oh, one day I will, you know. It's something that's always been in my heart. It's something that I've always wanted to do. <laughs> and I know God has called me to do it, so I'll do it. How will you do it one day? How will you do it? I've accepted what I am. I mean, when I came to realize how great it is to follow Christ and not to marry, I realized that my time was past. I had already married. Because I rather thought that it is rather when you marry, then it's like you are rather going. But I realized later, by that time, it's too late. And another thing that also can affect your ministry greatly is a lot of children. By that time, I realized that I had four. 
Hey! <laughs> so, you see, I'm less than what I think is the ideal better way to be. Do you get it? But we have to be able to accommodate those who can work for God without marriage. And, and honor them for whatever they are doing. And I want everybody here, honor the Catholic Church, Methodist Church. A church which has been there for 2,000 years. Ours is 20 years. Look at the type of preaching I'm preaching. 20 years. Look at what I'm talking about. Fighting this, warning this, this, this. Only 20 years old. Smashing things. Hey! And when you listen to the Catholic channel, many times you will be more blessed than when you watch TBN. If you, if you have Catholic channel, EWTN, okay, you must watch it sometimes. You see, you see they teach it, they talk, they share the things. It's, it's sometimes so much more refreshing. Sakina. Sakina. Are you there? Yes. Are you still around? Yes. Are you listening to what we are talking about? Yes. Amen. So are we going to accommodate those who have been called to give up everything for Jesus? Say, brother, go on. Because look at me, I have two areas are falling short. By marrying, I fell short of Christ. And by having, even I should have had even two children. Or one. But look at what something. In this modern day, four. Because you can ask any young minister. Sometimes I say, they say, we are going to have more children. I say, you are not serious. Going to have more children now? Why? You are not serious. Every day you have a child. Every day you have a child. <laughs> That's the only purpose you came to this world with just having children. And so that when you look at your economic circumstances, you are going to have another child. So that you look at yourself abroad, there is no house help, no this, no this, you cannot do. Having more children, more children. You don't even think about all these things. So I've accepted what I am not. You to accept what you are not. It doesn't mean you are bad. We are all going to heaven and we all get our different rewards there. Yeah. Look at all the ladies in the church. If I was to pick you out and say, your calling is not to marry. Your calling is not to marry, to stay single. Don't have a child. Which of you can even handle it? You cannot handle it. Who? Ladies, which of you can handle it? You really want to be married to us. But when you are married to us, you must be nice to us too. Because you really need us. You need us. Brothers, don't they need us? Should be nice. They should be nicer to us. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, are you called to give up everything? What did they say? 
at all of you. Sexually active pastors. Sexually active pastors. Hey! Instead of praying, they are having sex. Quarreling, quarreling. Number four, to accommodate, to accommodate those who feel they will die if they do not preach the gospel. As their life's calling. There are some people who feel they will die. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 9.16. Woe is unto me. If I preach not the gospel. Prophet Kakra told me that verse. He said he feels. I, would, I feel I would die. Bishop Saki told me that verse. He said I think. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. So these are people who must do it immediately. Amen. Amen. Give up everything. And lastly, to accommodate those whom feel they must lose everything and die for Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, what is not the purpose for full-time ministry? Number one. The purpose of full-time ministry is not to go in for a second job because you are unable to qualify for the first choice. Number two, purpose of full-time ministry is not prosperity. It's not for money. The Bible says it's not for filthy lucre. Number three, the purpose of full-time ministry is not to travel abroad. Is it not true? Number four. Some people call their children with whistle. And their wives too. I have not seen that one before. I used to call my roommates with a whistle. Yeah. When I call, when I whistle, then you will respond. Number four. Purpose of full-time ministry is not to solve the pro- your problem of unemployment in the UK. <laughs> if they have laid off everybody in the UK, 
full-time ministry is not the solution for the unemployment in the UK. Because UK is experiencing that problem now. Yeah. Oh, am I saying something wrong? Number five. The purpose of full-time ministry is not to get a better job than your current one. You get a better paying job. Number six. The purpose of full-time ministry is not to have a stepping stone to the job that you really want to do. Like maybe you really want to work for Nigerian Film Production Company. So you want to use Healing Jesus Television Ministry as a stepping stone to develop your video skills. Spiritual nafti. Number seven. The purpose of full-time ministry is not to just reduce the pressure from your spouse who is pressurizing you to work for God. Number eight, the purpose of full-time ministry is not to get a family-oriented organization so you can give birth and always be on maternity, off, sick leave. Do you understand? When, when people are going to have children, sometimes they want to go and work at a cool place. That doesn't make many demands. Like ministries in Ghana. Like Ghana Supply Commission. Number nine. The family, the purpose of full-time ministry is not to be a landing pad for someone who is too lazy to look for a proper job. Sometimes people are too lazy to search for a job. Number 10, the purpose of full-time ministry is not to have a place for your retirement when you have finished everything that you want to do. You use it as a retirement job. Full-time ministry is where you believe God has called you. You have to do it. You have to do it. Whatever your age. Amen. Whether it is your retirement or your pre-retirement. Number 11, purpose of full-time ministry is not to, u- to use it to pretend that you are spiritual. You want to overcome an impression that you are not spiritual by coming to full-time ministry. Coming to full-time ministry will not make you spiritual. Number 12, 
purpose of full-time ministry is not to just have a job with a lighter schedule. There's no lighter schedule in the full-time ministry. Maybe you don't know. You come up with such an idea. If you are coming to full-time ministry for a lighter schedule, you must be joking. Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for this great privilege and blessing you have given to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us watch this shot for a few minutes. But I want us to go out of the room, take a wee-wee break for 10 minutes, and then we come back. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.